0: Hello, hello. This is your host, Shraz Ahmed, ready to kick off another bite-sized episode of the Crypto Valley Association podcast. Now, let's discover together the growing trends of this fast-moving space and try to shed some light on the mysteries it contains. Today, we are joined by Dr. Karen Lores, co-founder of Scale Compliance and co-chair of the CVA's very own Regulatory Working Group. So, let's dive straight into the hidden world of crypto law. It's a pleasure to have you join us. Karen, how are you doing today?
1: Hi Shiraz, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm doing well. Currently, I'm in Dubai, exploring the crypto space here, and it's quite an interesting week because it's a DeFi conference going on here. So I'll tell you later a bit about it.
0: Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it, and maybe we can get the the, the ball rolling by you sharing. With us, your first blockchain related experience?
1: Sure, yeah. I'm actually a traditional banking and financial markets uh, lawyer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Bitcoin uh, caught my attention in 2014, I think. So, as I said, my background is financial market law with a strong focus on regulation. And I was interested in financial products, in monetary regulation as well. After the, the financial crisis, regula- regulatory and regulations were quite big. So this is, this was really my specialization and focus. Mm-hmm. And I saw something new in the market, which was Bitcoin. And I didn't know what, what Bitcoin was. Was it a financial product or a currency, Mm -hmm. a digital currency? What was it? What is it? So I started going to meetups in Zurich. And I also, I was also reading a lot about Bitcoin, but that was more in my private time, right? It was, it wasn't related to my work as such. And then in January. 2017, I changed my job and joined the legal team of Falcon Private Bank. Arthur uh, Wailoyan, today's Bitcoin Swiss CEO, joined Falcon Private Bank around the same time. And Mm -hmm. shortly after I started, um, Arthur came to my office (laughs) and asked, Mm -hmm. what do you think of Bitcoin, Karen? And then I Mm -hmm. told him that I knew a lot about Bitcoin, that I was a big fan and so on. And then he said, what do you think if we offered Bitcoin to our clients? And I said, yes, this is great. I was really super happy about um, yeah his plans. And then said, I'm in. Then he said, okay, he was a bit surprised and he said, are you really in the t- legal team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. As you know, yeah. Falcon was the first bank who offered uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies to, to its clients.
0: Okay, well, that's uh, wonderful to hear. And I-, I can't wait to hear more about uh, your experiences there. But maybe f- before we-, we do that, you can tell us a little bit about your current uh, involvement uh, within the space. As, uh, who founded your-, your own company, Scale Compliance, and uh, you also have uh, Lawrence Legal.
1: Yes, correct. So yeah, after Falcon Private Bank, I joined um, MME. There I consulted startups and um, banks, uh, basically. After nine or 10 months, I decided to become self-employed as a legal advisor. My company's name is Loretz Legal, so it's uh, my last name. So now I just consult or mainly consult crypto, blockchain and fintech clients, which is Mm -hmm. quite interesting. And this was already two years ago, like exactly, yeah, February 2019, actually. And last year, I founded together with my business partner, Mark Berger, a compliance company called Scale Compliance, which is specialized in crypto compliance. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, what has kept me more or less in this uh, space is the high demand and support that is needed, right? (laughs) And uh, yeah.
0: Okay, wow, wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. And I mean, you mentioned quite a few uh, larger firms like PwC, Palcom mm-hmm. Private Bank, MME, I mean, even uh, UBS, if I'm not mistaken. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, your experience there and their mm-hmm. openness uh, to crypto-related topics.
1: Yes. So, yeah, I worked for a lot of banks, private banks, but also UBS. I started my career at UBS in the middle of the financial crisis, was involved in regulatory projects there as well. Then later, I also um, joined PwC, the regulatory legal regulatory team, which was quite interesting as well. Really, in the aftermath of, uh, of the financial crisis, and I'm still very interested in, in regulatory aspects and regulations. And yeah, that keeps me very busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can only imagine. And, and you said that you're currently now in uh, Dubai, and there's like a DeFi conference going on. And you mentioned you're quite interested uh, within this new, new growing space. What, what, what are your thoughts about decentralized finance?
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a good and interesting question. So, I mean, from a regulatory perspective, DeFi is probably a bit difficult, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have my regulatory hat on, but I find DeFi very interesting because it brings the whole space one step forward or one level up and of course it's uh, it's not regulated uh, we don't have specific defi um regulations but i think it's it's needed um mm-hmm. to kind of as i said bring bring the whole space and level up and to also reinvent maybe the space bring in new ideas and i like that a lot because i think i like innovation so that's why i like it so much and you can bring in an innovation and then you can just Mm, check whether it's it's compatible with the regulatory field or area or not and if not the the regulator still has the chance to to step in or to regulate something but i really like innovation so i'm Mm -hmm. more although i have a regulatory background i like innovation that disrupts certain systems
0: okay and, and and so how do you see this this fight between—I mean—you worked at a lot of traditional players and this kind of real traditional side, and now you're you're discussing the the decentralized finance, which is kind of the the opposite to it, the disintermediation yeah. of, of of this space. I mean, I mean, how do you see is there kind of a war that is going to happen between the two? Like, wh- where do you see these two colliding or clashing?
1: Yeah, I think I mean there. Actually two different worlds. So you have the traditional financial market, the traditional banks as well, and then on the other side you have all these interesting projects, DeFi projects going on. But I think there's more and more interest from institutional or institutions, asset managers and banks. I think the interest is even bigger for like or in uh, DeFi projects than Bitcoin or or cryptocurrencies. I -hmm. think they're more interested in um, DeFi projects, to be honest. That's at least what I've seen so far. And I mean, currently they're really... Two separate worlds. A lot of um, traditional financial institutions have no clue. They don't, they don't understand the whole space at all. It's mm-hmm. also lack of education. So that's why I think it's um, very important that we also, like as a crypto valley association, educate people, not only the space, but also people in the financial system, in the financial markets and uh, yeah seminars or conferences are are super important but also publications or podcasts <laughs> mm-hmm. such as you do it's very important to yeah to to educate people
0: mm-hmm. yeah education is number one we'll definitely talk more about the cva and your involvement there but maybe fo- following further into the the rabbit hole that is uh that is defi i mean we had someone on a show uh, a few weeks ago that said Bitcoin was the was the first uh, DeFi uh, project and application. I mean, do you see any particular applications that are kind of uh, catching your eye at the moment uh, within the space?
1: Well, I try to keep pace with it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but I think it's really a full-time job to monitor all the DeFi projects. And I just don't have the time to... to to keep up pace with it, with mm-hmm. the um, with the projects, but I I really like the um, projects that combine traditional financials sy- ideas of the financial system with the DeFi space, such as loans, which I really like, and just see mm-hmm. like where you can go and what you can do, and also include new so called market p- participants, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like people that usually don't have access to, to, to these markets. I mm-hmm. find, yeah, project, projects like that really, really interesting. But mm-hmm. like particular um, projects, I mean, there are a lot of projects and I also um, invested in some of the projects but it's um it's really hard to tell. I mean, a lot of them are either working super successfully, or yeah they they just die basically <laughs> and it's um it's hard to tell uh, which ones are really good or really interesting, so that's why I just say it in general. I like the ones that um somehow use the old um like. Ideas of, of the system, financial system, mm-hmm. and just reinvent it somehow or
0: change it. Yeah. 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 I see. it's a little bit survival of the fittest. Uh, Definitely, <laughs> uh, in, in, Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in this space, and so and so from, from what I'm, I'm hearing from you, you're you're not kind of one of those uh, anarchists that's like, okay, it's only the decentralized space that is going to work in the future. You really see that uh, the kind of the traditional space and, and this kind of newer world can kind of merge together, and there are the advantages of both. That, that can come together or or is it going to be uh, totally the opposite and only one will come out in in the winning spot?
1: I think both will exist and I think it is important that both exist, the traditional world and also the DeFi world or whatever mm-hmm. world. My wish is that there is room for like groundbreaking projects and mm-hmm. that also the regulator facilitates it or um, Because my fear is that at some point the regulator will just shut down (laughs) Mm -hmm. like DeFi projects or whatever, or just um, the people behind the projects. But this Mm -hmm. is really one of my, uh, yeah, my fear. But also I, my wish would, would be that banks are supportive. Are um, mm-hmm. more supportive. I mean, I'm a traditional banking lawyer and I'm saying that banks should be more open-minded as well and also very su- uh, supporting when it comes to blockchain, DeFi or, or the whole crypto space as such. But I have to say, I would also like to see more projects, uh, DeFi projects or crypto projects with more meat on the bone and mm-hmm. not just like replicate another project that was successful mm-hmm. or clone projects. This is something I would like to see uh, because currently I just see a lot of like clones or Mm -hmm. yeah, like a lot of projects, but just copy pasting basically other projects. Yeah. So that the whole space, as I said, goes one level up, but I think we need support from like the traditional world as well and the regulator as well.
0: Okay. I think uh, from that point we can, we can transition. Uh, to 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 the regulation side, and we, we mentioned a little bit earlier about that um, the Swiss tlt framework is being partially implemented now. So so, so what do you think about uh, Switzerland as a whole? I mean, Switzerland been, has been trying its best to kind of be uh, be a leading uh, jurisdiction and force within within the blockchain uh, technology world. How do you see them uh, adapting to this? And what do you think about uh, this this new uh, law that is being put in place?
1: Well. I mean, currently what I see is that we have more and more um, token projects in in the space. And also I get a lot of requests from startups um, that mm-hmm. want to issue a token, an asset token or a security token. Most of them are actually asset tokens. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's a very important step for um, for Switzerland, that we have this Swiss DLT framework now that has partially entered into force that allows to issue um, and also trade securities token, which is very important for the whole space, not only for Switzerland. But I'm very happy and very proud, of course, that Switzerland is, um, again, one of the first uh, jurisdictions um, enabling um, yeah, interesting projects again, enabling securities tokens to be traded. as well Mm. and yeah I'm also curious to see to be honest what happens when the first DLT trading facility is established or gets the license by FINMA in Switzerland this would then allow companies to trade with securities token or not only companies but also uh, you and me so private persons as well and this is really interesting and I'm curious to see what happens also on an international level as soon as we have the first
0: trading facility yeah mm-hmm. okay wow great i guess only only time will tell from from that perspective and i know that you're doing your best within the crypto value association regulatory working group to uh, educate on these perspectives and, and to really bring uh, the community together would you like to to mention to our audience a little bit about the regulatory working group and, and what you're doing within that
1: yes so i'm um, lucky to have a great group of people together with Gabriel, I'm, uh, the co-chair of the regulatory working group. And we basically monitor the regulatory environment, the blockchain crypto environment. And Gabriel and I, we just started working together um, uh, as a co-chair and we plan to uh, publish on a regular basis one pages with useful information Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the regulatory field. Like what's okay. going on in the regulatory field and also give um, our opinion on, on particular topics and particular um, points as well. Mm-hmm. And we have a really good group of people, like very experienced people, very experienced lawyers as well, very motivated as well. Last year, we published a couple of papers. Um, mm-hmm. This year w- w- will be another one or two already that we published. And it's very nice to see that people are so motivated and um, are mm-hmm. eager also to exchange knowledge and information, which is yeah, which is great, really great. It really it's it's so valuable, and I think it's so valuable for the CVA as well to have a group good group of people of lawyers who understands uh, who understand the regulatory field. I think mm-hmm. a lot of startups but not not only startups also <laughs> bigger more established companies can profit from them
0: yeah yeah i i definitely agree and the, the regulatory working group is one of the most active uh within the crypto valley association so definitely see a wide amount of interest uh, uh within this within this group and so uh, yeah. Yeah, i'm re- really looking forward to, to seeing some of those uh those papers and, and, and these one pages that sound quite uh uh, quite informative as well. So, so, so wonderful. And and, and maybe uh, as we slowly approach uh, the end of of uh, the episode, you can tell us a little bit more on on where you believe regulation will develop in the crypto space in the future.
1: Ooh, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think the regulator. I mean, I speak the regulator. I mean, the regulator, the financial regulator on an international level. So not only a FINMA is always one step behind, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which isn't bad. I mean, that's just how it is because we have very creative people in the crypto space, in the blockchain space. They develop new projects. They do, they come up with new great ideas and then they just. Just throw the ideas on, on the market and then suddenly, suddenly there is a, a trend, for example, DeFi or whatever. And the regulator first just observes the market and, um, and then steps in if needed, right? The Swiss regulator is, um, I think very good. Um, you can also talk to, to FINMA. Um, you can, uh, they're very approachable. They're also very supportive. But there are like other regulators that are less supportive, with, which is that, like in other jurisdictions. So they're not really enabling <laughs> um, mm-hmm. crypto blockchain projects, whereas the, mm-hmm. the Swiss regulator, I would say, is really enabling um, and supportive um, with crypto projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, to be honest, I mean, I can't really answer your question. Um, it's hard to tell. I mm-hmm. hope. They, the regulation won't be too strict, of course. I'm uh, I'm, I, I like things to be regulated, but also to have like room and space for innovation, and as I said before, for groundbreaking projects, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's uh, that's, that's great to hear, and yeah, uh, it's a great, great to hear a positive uh, spin on things. And maybe you can give uh, us the vision for the future of the whole industry, meaning, uh, not only the regulatory standpoint but blockchain technology itself
1: Mm -hmm. well i mean maybe yeah we'll just talk about my vision or what Mm -hmm. i think um, that is important so as i said before i would really like to see more uh, projects with meat on the bone um sometimes i see a lot of projects but there is little or nothing behind it and so no replications um no clones of course you can replicate an idea but just think a bit further and change it a bit more than just cloning it Mm -hmm. and also i hope to see more um, like knowledge transfer Um, Mm -hmm. this is something that we try to do in the regulatory working group and Mm -hmm. i just became also the the head or chair of the startup working group and i hope to see more knowledge transfer as i said but also education and also brilliant minds in the space. This is really needed. And I think it should less be about making money in in the in the crypto or blockchain space, as you said, but mm-hmm. rather it should bring the financial system to a next level and create useful projects that have an impact in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So this is actually my vision.
0: Great. Mom, um, it's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Karen, for for that. And well, well do you have and any final words uh, you'd, you'd like to share with our audience? You mentioned the importance of, of education. And I know that you brought out uh, the Swiss Crypto Guide. Um, and, and anything uh, you'd, you'd like to share with us.
1: Yes, sure. So I would recommend, highly recommend to go and check out the Swiss Crypto Guide. So it's swisscryptoguide.com. There you can find useful information about the regulatory landscape in Switzerland. You can just click through the guide, and you will get a lot of free information uh, on regulatory topics. And of course, if you have further questions, you can always contact me. It's uh, Karen at LoretsLegal.com. and I'm happy to also hear from from you or get feedback on the Swiss Crypto Guide.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, thank you, uh, Karen. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to check out more on our website, CryptoValley.Swiss, where we host plenty of events, educational content, and even provide information on how you can join our growing community. So thank you uh, once again, Karen, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much uh, for the invitation, Sheraz. Have a good day. It's
0: a pleasure. Thank you. So stay tuned, stay safe. And until next time from the Crypto Valley in Switzerland. Bye-bye.